Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bolt Fitness and Performance Podcast. We're back with Mike again here. Uh, and today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, just kind of how he manages everything that goes on in his life, right? So Mike, as we all know, is the owner of Bolt. He has two kids, owns the business, has a life to live, and a lot of us struggle to find times. And I know Mike's been real consistent with his training and he's found ways to kind of still get after it, even when the days are tough and long, so... Without further ado, Mike, let's dive right into it, man. How's everything today? Everything's great. We got a beautiful day here today, Coach Greg. Uh, we should yeah. be doing this outside, man. I don't know what we're we doing. Yeah. <laughs> Next time. We got to get better microphones or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we need to make sure we don't get all that. <laughs> all the wind and everybody else and the trucks going by yeah. in the background and stuff like yeah. that. So we'll have to invest in something like that. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll open up the checkbook for something like that yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right, so like like we said before in the intro, like you got a lot going on in your life, right? Yeah. And we talk about consistency being the most important things. So the only thing we can ever guarantee anybody is that guess what? Life's gonna get in the way. The only guarantee. The only guarantee. So how do you manage that with everything going on? Two kids, business to run, million things going on all over the place. How do you stay consistent with training? I think the first thing is probably just being okay with changing the definition of what consistency is for you based on what's going on in your life, right? Like what, what consistency looked like for me four years ago is way different than what uh, consistency looks for me now. It looks like for me now, you know, like when I did not, before I had kids and, um, you know, granted that, you know, the, the, the business did take up a lot of time, but I could, you know, go and train at seven o'clock at night. And it wasn't a problem because if I was home by eight fifteen, eight thirty, it was like, cool, quick dinner with my wife and then go to bed. Um, now with kids, like that's totally different. So just the amount of time, you know, if I want to have my, be able to put my kids to bed, which is a very, very important thing for me, like have being home to put my kids in bed is like one of those non-negotiables for me. Um, now I got to look and say, all right, well, I have so many hours in a day. Uh, these hours are allocated to these different things that I need to do. Where does it fit? And compared to four years ago, there's just not as much time as there used to be. So where training, you know, going to the gym and getting a workout in five, six days a week at that time was realistic. Today, it's just not, you know, if, if I get four days in, in a week, that's a win for me. And that I just had to change my expectations and, and, and set goals that were, you know, more process based goals that were realistic to reach. So yeah, like, you know, am I going to be, you know, super fit and, and make all this crazy progress and all this stuff uh, on four days a week versus six. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but I'm not going backwards. And, and right now that's more of the goal at this kind of stage in my life. It's like, don't go backwards. Things will change. And as things change, if time opens up, I can then make another push again. But, um, you know, all the work to this point to, of, of getting to a point where I feel pretty good about where I am with my health and my nutrition it's provided me a little bit of flexibility to take a couple steps back. And, and while, you know, that can be, uh, that can be a good thing or a bad thing. I think just kind of doing what you can do is really the most important thing. And so you're talking, you drop from six days a week to training to four days a week of mm -hmm. training. A lot of times what I've seen with some people is kind of once they start that downward slope, it's kind of a very fast run down the hill. Right. Very quickly that six turns into four and that four turns into one. Because they're like, oh, I could just stay consistent and take time away. What is, how do you kind of make sure you don't fall down some slope? Maybe that's setting a time or 
minimum weekly averages or we talked with Justin a little bit about like how to, what works for you? Yeah. Again, when I say four days a week, I'm, I'm saying that on an average, right? Because any given week, you know, you know what can hit the fan. And it's just like, next thing you know, it's at the end of the week, I got two days of exercise in, right? And I can look at that as a failure or I can say, well, four workouts a week is really 16 workouts in a month. So yeah, this week may not have been the best week of the month, but I can now look and plan ahead to build time in to make up for what I missed this week. And as long as I'm hitting my targets of what I have established as kind of like non-negotiable time, which is on average four days a week or 16 times a month or What's four times fifty-two, Greg? Two hundred and eight times a year. Did I get yeah. that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> then, then I'm hitting. Then I'm hitting my target, and I know that if I'm hitting my target, I'm, I trust that the process is there. I trust that if I hit my targets, that I will not go backwards in a way that is throwing me completely off the rails. Right. So while that can be challenging, and you know, there still is flexibility there. Right. There are days where I just don't have it. I just don't have the energy. I've been up all night. You know, if one of my kids are sick and I didn't sleep and I was scheduled to exercise the next day, it's like, all right, maybe I'll just skip this one. But if I skip that one, I got to look to the following week or the next couple of days and say, where am I going to make that up? Mm-hmm. Right. Where is if, if I'm going to make a, a conscious decision or an unconscious decision to skip this workout, I know that I need to build that time back in elsewhere. So it just really becomes time management at that point, right? And, and you know, we talk about it a lot amongst the staff and, and we talk about it with our members as well. Often, like, the biggest barrier to fitness is not the fitness itself. It's time management. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, time management is very critical. Even with my day now, it's more of taking the time to make sure I actually set things, whether it's programming for that day, whether it's working out, whether it's whatever it happens to be, setting something through a schedule has probably been one of the better decisions that I've made for myself Mm -hmm. now. That way, when I get into it, I know that this is my set time for this. This is my set time for this. Right. And if you plan everything out right, then you should, at the end of the week, be able to hit all your goals and everything that you wanted to hit that week. Now, when, you know, things go sideways, it doesn't kind of go the way you want. You always got to adjust, but finding that way to kind of navigate that and stay back on track and try to find those consistent times. The body craves consistency at the end of the day. Once you find that consistent aspect, it makes everything a whole lot easier uh, to always come back to it, but it's always making sure that we come back to it. Yeah, I think being okay with some sort of inconsistency within that consistency, I know that's kind of like a, that's a mouthful yeah. right there and maybe a little confusing. Say that 10 times fast. Right, but you know, if, if I... With, with you know being consistent, right? Like four days a week, and let's say uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, like those are my workout days. Well, my job, my role here, right, is a fire extinguisher. Right, there are fires that pop up all the time within the business that need immediate attention to be put out. So if I am scheduled to work out on Monday, but I have fires to put out on Monday, or my schedule gets overbooked, or whatever the case may be. What happens if I don't work out on Monday? Did I fail? Like, do I just say, well, that's it. I missed that one. Let me, you know, just keep on going. And that's where you can go down that slippery slope, right? Because if you would just kind of ignore that and just say, yeah, well, I missed that one. I'm just going to stay on schedule and keep doing my thing. Well, then what happens on Thursday again if another fire needs to be put out? Mm -hmm. And then the following Thursday and the following Friday, right? Like, so that's where it goes back to, all right, if I'm going to make a conscious decision or if life forces me to go off of my routine or off of my schedule, that's fine because I'm not working on a, a schedule. I have my bare minimum standards that I am holding myself to. 
and I need to achieve those standards no matter what. And sometimes that means waking up earlier in the morning than I would like to, right? And doing it or, or doing it on a Sunday where generally I like to just kind of relax with my family, you know, and getting up and, and doing that as the girls are kind of getting up or, you know, or right after they get up or communicating with my wife, but hey, I need to go to the gym at some point today. When is the time that works the, where you can kind of handle the girls for an hour? Um, and, and even within the training sessions themselves, right? Like before I had kids, I had the flexibility to stick to a pretty rigid routine where it was like, this is my workout one of the week. This is workout two. This is workout three. This is workout four, et cetera. Now, like I don't have that luxury of being able to stick to that routine as, as strictly because my workout on a Sunday, maybe my wife only has a half hour where she can take the kids because she has things to do as well. So that means I have a half hour to get a training session in instead of the normal 45 minutes or hour that I would normally allocate. Mm-hmm. So now I just need to adjust what I'm doing in the gym. And, and even if it's not the perfect workout, I'm still checking that box. I'm still moving. I'm still stimulating muscle tissue. I'm still doing all the things that I need to do. Is it perfect? No, but it's something. Again, the goal kind of shifted over the last couple of years to don't go backwards. And even though you know maybe I'll go backwards a little bit, and I probably will, I'm not going to go so far backwards that it will put me in a position where it's going to take me years to build back up to where I would like to be. You know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, you have to be flexible. You have to be able to, you have to be okay with not being perfect. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people struggle with. It's like, if it's not perfect, perfect, it's useless. No, it's not useless. Uh, very rarely will it be perfect. And when it is perfect, that's awesome. Right. But how long is that going to last? Cause like yeah. Greg said, like you said at the beginning, right. It's like life will get in the way. It's the only guarantee we have for you. So and so you're talking about not going backwards. What do you mean by that? Just so everybody understands. Yeah. So I, I know that, you know, there, there are certain fitness qualities that are very, very adaptable, right? So like, let's take the aerobic system, for example. If I don't exercise for a week or challenge my aerobic system, I will probably see a little bit of a drop off there, mm-hmm. right? Like just because it, it just adapts very quickly to inactivity, but then it also adapts very quickly to activity. Right. So once I get back into training my aerobic system, maybe that first workout back doesn't feel great. But by the second or third one, it's like I never stopped. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So there are other fitness qualities, like, for example, muscle tissue. It takes a long time to build muscle tissue. And it also takes a long time to lose it. And if you are just doing a little bit of something to stimulate that muscle tissue, it takes even longer to lose it. Right. Mm -hmm. So in understanding that, it's like, I just need to go in and stimulate muscle tissue so that I don't lose muscle mass so that I can continue eating the way that I like to eat without gaining body fat. You know what I mean? Things like that. Right. So it's just like, I don't want to add a bunch of body fat and lose a bunch of muscle tissue. Those are the two priorities in my training. It's like, don't lose muscle, don't gain body fat. Okay. Well, it's going to be harder to gain body fat if I maintain my muscle mass. So let me just go in and just do a couple of good sets train them close to failure, feel good. I can do that in a half hour and get on out. Right. And I can trust there, you know, if I do that consistently, will I take some steps backwards, maybe over time a little bit, but not again, not in a way where I'm starting from scratch when time comes that I can commit more and prioritize fitness again in a way where it's more of like, you know, top, top three priorities in my life as opposed Mm -hmm. to top 10. Yeah. So I would like, 
these workouts that you're saying 30 minutes can you give like an example of kind of what it would be yeah you mentioned till failure you know this is something that hopefully people can listen to and then take home and do on their own right on the weeks that they're on vacation on the weeks that they're away whatever it is yeah kind of what is a an average 30 minute workout for you look like yeah so if i gotta just squeeze a quick one in and i don't have a lot of time first thing i'll just get loose a little bit either on like the bike or on a treadmill or uh, on, on the rower or something like that, get a little sweat going. And then I'll go right into, you know, some exercises. And generally in those workouts, I'm trying to choose exercises that don't require a lot of like time to warm up into. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you know, if you're doing like deadlifts or something, you got to kind of build up and, you know, get your technique down and do like practice sets, if you will, in order to get up to those working sets. So I'll generally choose some more machine based things in that regard, mm-hmm. but I'm also choosing compound exercises, right? Things okay. that are working a lot of muscles at once. For example, like- so for example, like a hack squat machine or a leg okay. press, as opposed to a, uh, a leg curl or a leg extension or a, a, <clears throat> some sort of uh, pressing movement, like a, like a machine bench press or a, uh, you know, a pull up as opposed to a bicep curl or a tricep extension, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm just going to get more bang for my buck. I'm going to train more muscle tissue with those more compound movements. And I'll only do one or two of those exercises, really, and I'll do, you know, one to three hard sets um, where it's like, all right, you know, kind of, if I'm going on the hack squat, for example, I'll go in, you know, put some weight on, do a couple of reps to get warmed up, throw some more weight on, do another kind of ha- like warm-up B set that's a little bit heavier, Mm. And then boom, one set all out, go until I, the weight's moving so slowly. I don't know if it's going to actually keep going. You know, I'm trying to move (laughs) it really, really fast. I'm trying to move it as hard as I can. It's going slow. Uh One to two sets of there. That's all you really need. You know, there's a lot of really uh, good research that has come out in the last year that, you know, talking about the maintenance of muscle tissue. And we're really talking about, you know, one to two sets per body part per week to maintain muscle tissue. Um, So it doesn't need a lot, but those sets need to count. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, it's like the shorter the workout is, the harder the work probably needs to be. Mm-hmm. And the longer the workout is, the more you can kind of accumulate more sets. You know, maybe each set isn't as hard. Right. You're not mm-hmm. going to that point where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this rep. Um, that gives you a little bit more flexibility. But if you don't have that flexibility, those sets need to count if you're doing fewer of them. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes a ton of sense, too. Like, at the very least, <clears throat> excuse me. Um my people are on vacation and they're, they're not here. They're not doing it right. At the very least they can spend 15, 20, 30 minutes. Right. And then it makes it that much easier when they come back into the gym next time. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, if you're on vacation, like my vacation strategy is one workout, one workout, a lower body exercise, a pushing exercise. So something like pushing weight away from you. Mm-hmm. So that would be like a pressing motion or like a push up type motion. Okay. Gotcha. Something pulling towards you uh-huh. like a, like a pull up or some sort of rowing variation. And uh, that's kind of it, right? It's like, I'm going to hit every body part within those three kind of movements there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to do one to two really hard sets. So it's like my vacation budget is like an hour a week. Mm-hmm. I can split that up into two half hours or I can go every day if I want. It depends on the vacation. It depends on where I am. Do I have a gym access? Is it at a hotel? Or mm-hmm. you know, do I want to go pay for like a week pass or something? Like every, every trip's kind of different depending on where you're at. But yeah, it doesn't need, you don't need more. You need better. Yeah. Right. That's higher quality. Like when we have the whole hour to spend, it's good that we can take the time to sit there, make sure form is down, get that really important in. And then once you're away, like you would do things that, you know, do things that, you know, you won't get hurt at and you know, you can do right. And then find, find ways to just work really hard at that. And then you can still gain a lot from that. Even if it's not the full hour, guess what? It's 15 minutes. And that's better than honestly, some most people in the world do in an average day or even in an average week. 
Right. And you made a great point there is like when you're choosing those exercises to do in those workouts where you're kind of pressed for times, like pick something that you're comfortable with that, you know, you can work hard at, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't, you know, if you're, if you're going in there, like I, I used the example of deadlifting before, that would probably be a really poor exercise to choose, even though it's going to hit like the whole body, there may not be a better exercise. It's going to hit more muscle in, in one exercise than a deadlift. But the deadlift is like a very technical exercise. You need to be precise with it. You need to make sure you're doing it right. You know, whereas like something like a hack squat or a leg press, if I wanted to train the lower body or like a machine press or pull down machine, like if I make some, if I'm not perfect with it, the the risk is way lower Mm -hmm. and I can just keep working. I can just work, 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 work. The machine is stabilizing me. Like I don't have to, you know, I don't have to, to, to kind of ramp up everything that I need to do that. Well, I just need to just focus on just, all right, find a weight that I can work with that the technique, uh, you know, feels good. The form feels good. The the weight feels like I can actually move it without losing technique and just go, just go, you know? And, and if, if you can do that even for a half hour, you know, that, that is going to make the periods where you are trying to push forward and you are trying to make more progress. Mm. If during those busy times, you can just do that a couple times a week, man, it's going to make that push a hell of a lot easier. And you're going to be starting from a higher point, right? You're going to be starting from, if you start at zero and you work yourself up to a nine, Mm-hmm. And then you let yourself get back down to a two, right? It's like, all right, well now I can maybe go from two to 11 as opposed to starting at zero, building yourself up to nine and only going back to a six. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm going to push, if I still got nine, you know, numbers to work with, or, you know, that scale of nine to work with, I'm going from a six to a 15 instead of finishing at a 12. Yeah. You know, it, does that make sense? Yeah. It makes right? a ton of so, sense. Yeah. It's just like, just not going backwards is, <clears throat> is is such an underrated element of consistent, long-term, successful health and fitness. Mm-hmm. It's like most of the year for a lot of us is going to be in a maintenance mode where we're just not moving backwards. And if you get frustrated by that, if you are somebody who feels frustrated when you're not making progress, know that that's not only part of it from like a logistics and scheduling and you know lifestyle standpoint, but also from a physiological standpoint. Like if everybody could just keep making progress linearly, Everybody would be bench pressing a thousand pounds. Yeah, that's right? true, man. You know, so you have <laughs> That'd be to. Awesome. Yeah, like, like I always, I almost look at maintenance periods as like cementing what I've done. Yeah, you know, it's like, all right, if if I stay here, the longer I stay here, the less likely I'm going to start drifting backwards. Mm-hmm. So just staying there goes a very long way when we're talking about long-term fitness, like maintenance periods are super underrated, dude, super underrated. Yeah. No, I mean, that's again, something that I know I kind of forget about sometimes is, you know, I just like to keep pushing, 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 but every now and then when you have those crazy weeks, just being grateful for the time that you do have, you know, but what would you say to people who, you know, they come in, they say, I just can't find any time. I don't like, I would love to come and train. I would love to do this, but I don't have time in an average day. Like I have a, like an hour with my family at the end of the week. Cause they have a million things going on. What do you say for the people that say that they just don't have time? Yeah. Well, I mean, when they, if they're coming in here, obviously, like one of the constraints is the schedule. Like we only have sessions scheduled at certain amounts of times, and that's why there are there have been multiple dozens of people over the last couple after over the last six seven years where it's been like, yeah, I don't think this is going to be the right fit for you, but here's my advice for you. The reality is, if you want to find time, you have to find the time. Mm-hmm. You have to make it. You know, and again, that may mean getting a little bit uncomfortable, which I know that we've talked about in, in past episodes. It's like, if you want to make progress in any area, you have to lean into some level of discomfort, not so much discomfort that it's throwing your entire life off, but enough discomfort that we are actually moving the needle forward. So that may mean waking up earlier than you would normally wake up. 
right? Or finding time in the middle of the day or getting out, you know, trying to find, hey, can we get out a little bit earlier? Finding a gym that's closer to your work, right? Like those types of things, there there are options out there for you. If you expand your your mind a little bit, not to sound, you know, all, uh, you know, hippie-ish or whatever, <laughs> but like, I think sometimes we just get locked into like, this is the only solution and this solution doesn't work for me. So that means there is no solution. Yeah. But it's going to be different for every single person. Yeah. You, you get a little bit creative, you know, and, and even if that means like, Hey, I, I, before I got into my professional life, I don't know if I ever woke up voluntarily before like eight or 9am. <laughs> right. And that had to change when I got into my professional life because now, you know, I needed to be up for training sessions at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. That meant sometimes like either yeah, working out super early in the morning at 5 a.m. before 6 o'clock. Like, you think I wanted to do that? No. Just like I don't want to do the 6 a.m.s or 7 a.m.s when I have to now. And just like I didn't like doing the 7 p.m.s before I had kids, you know. But if it's a priority, you have to make the time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's up to you ultimately to decide whether it is a priority, right? Like, if, if it's not a priority, that's fine. That's, that's totally cool. Like, uh, it's not our job to put our goals or our priorities onto other people. But if you are saying that it is a priority, that means that we have to prioritize our time in a way that reflects that, Mm -hmm. right? And we have to, that means sometimes get out of our comfort zone a little bit, get creative with how we're building it in. And again, I'll go back to it. The goal is not to be perfect. The goal is to be just a little bit better. Yeah, totally, man. So we're going to make you think a little bit here. Okay. This was not a pre-planned question here, so okay. we're going to go with, Mike, if you could alter the space-time continuum mm-hmm. and talk to 21, 22, 23-year-old Mike, whatever it is, now knowing everything you know, what would you make sure he knows then that would help you out and improve where you are now? That's a good question. Number one, I would say there is no perfect exercise or no exercise that needs to be done, right? That was like, it was like, oh, I have to squat or I have to bench press because those are like good exercises. But what that ultimately led to when I was younger was like, well, I don't have enough time to squat or bench press, so I'm not going to exercise today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I could have gotten a lot of more work done just like if I just simplified it a little bit and just did what felt good. Mm-hmm. Right? That would be one that I, I would definitely go back and want to tell myself at that time. Um, and that, again, that's a great point too. We're talking about like everybody's going to have their own pathway. Everybody's going to have their own way to do everything, right? And at the end of the day, what works for me isn't going to work for you. What works for you isn't going to work for me. Right. So just understanding that, hey, let's just find a way to move, even if it's for only 10 minutes or even if it's for it's four hours. It doesn't matter. Hiking, anything like that, right? As long as you're moving, you're doing something every day or a couple days a week. Uh, that's just an important piece to it for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Number two, I would say uh, working in a gym does not solve any of the problems that we're talking about. <laughs> Which I thought, yeah. at the, I was like, oh, I'm working in a gym. I'm going to be in shape forever. If anything, it makes you feel a little more guilty when you don't have the chance well, yeah, to. yeah, <laughs> but like also like work is work, yeah. you know? So like, you know, I don't train at Bolt often because it's a distraction. It's like, it's like a lot of, it's like working out at home. Like a lot of people have trouble working out at home. It's like, oh, I have all the stuff in my basement, but I just don't go down and do it. So like, yeah, because that's home. And that, and that space that you have at home is designated for certain things in your life. Well, at Bolt, this is designated to running this business, Right. So getting out, like working out at Bolt is not a, sol- not a solution to some of the problems. Sure. It does help at times if I need to squeeze a quick one in and I can just, you know, hop on the hack squat and just do a couple sets, but that's the rarity. That is not, that is not, uh, you know, 
that's not the commonplace. That's not the thing that uh, ultimately keeps me consistent. What keeps me consistent is looking at my schedule and building in time and blocking that off throughout the week and then being able to be flexible. Um, and that would be the last thing I would say probably is that like when developing routine or some sort of structure, building flexibility into that structure, I think is a massive piece of the puzzle. Um, because, hey, you can write the perfect program on paper, but if you don't execute it, it does not matter. So when you're developing your game plan, when it comes to your fitness, it has to be structured enough that it's holding you accountable to something, but it also needs to be flexible enough that you can on the fly when life comes, you know, kind of punches you in the face a little bit mm-hmm. that you can make those adjustments and kind of move <clears throat> things around in order to kind of hit those bare minimum standards that you set for yourself. So yeah. if you're trying to exercise, you know, your goal is to exercise three days a week. And, you know, one week you only get two workouts in. It's like, cool, well, now let's get that third workout in next week and tack that on to my three next week or whatever the case may be. And I think a lot of that just comes back to intent as well, right? <clears throat> so even if you don't have a ton of time, whatever's going on in your life, just knowing that, okay, I don't have time and putting the intent is intent in and saying, hey, I'm going to work really hard at this because this is all the time I have. That's great. You can have a better workout in 20 minutes than you can in an hour, right? Yep. If you come in for that hour workout and you kind of have to do everything, you kind of just do it just to check, uh, just to kind of keep moving on, right? You want to check the box without a check the box every single day. But if you really want to make significant improvements, the program isn't always necessarily the thing that needs to change. Sometimes it is that mindset to say, hey, like, Today, I'm going to push it a little bit harder. I'm going to try and find ways to get better. Like, we were talking about getting better and finding a way to push the needle every single day. If we're staying consistent every single day at the gym, that's not kind of pushing that needle, finding different ways, working a little bit harder, getting an extra second, right? Not saying that we have to increase 100 pounds or drop by a minute, right? But just find little things that can keep you entertained with it, keep you interested in it. That way, you're always striving towards something a little bit better. 100%. Yep. There, there needs to be, there needs to be a purpose to what it is that you're doing, especially the less time you're spending in the gym and the fewer things that you're doing in the gym, the more intent and purpose you need to execute what you. So like, for example, if I'm doing two exercises and two sets per exercise, which is what I did yesterday, Mm -hmm. man, those four sets, I had nothing left in the tank after those four sets. If I wanted to keep going, there was nothing else I could have done. Right, just because those four sets were, it was so little work in so little time. I had to push in a way that was very, very uncomfortable. So, um, that's there does need to be intent and purpose with whatever it is that you're doing. You have to go in with a purpose, with the understanding that ten percent of the time that's not going to be the case. Right, ten percent of the time you just got to go and move. The other ten percent, you're going to be feeling like a million bucks, and you're going to be able to do things you never thought you could do. Most of your days are going to be fall within the eighty percent in the middle. Right. It's like, don't ever get too discouraged by the bottom 10%. Don't ever let the top 10% feel like, you know, kind of where, where that is now what you're aiming for every single time you come in. Most of what you do is going to be in that middle 80%. You have to be okay with that. Because again, if you're playing a long game here, which I believe a lot of the people that we work with are, it's not about any given workout. It's about what you could string together over months and years. That's yeah. how we ultimately stay fit for a long time. Totally, man. Any final thoughts to leave everybody off with today? Be consistent, work hard, keep doing your thing, everybody. Love you guys. Love it, man. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon.